When you're trying to solve some health problems, it can sort of feel like a connect-the-dots picture where you get a scattering of symptoms and a few diagnosis... diagnoses? <laughs> a couple things that a doctor might suggest is here and there, and maybe a few medications on top of it to try to help with whatever is going on. At least that was my experience, and that's been the experience of a lot of people that I've worked with. Things like bloating, stomach pain, irritable bowel syndrome acid reflux, they were all part of my personal long list of symptoms, and they are super common symptoms for people who are struggling with Hashimoto's. Those were symptoms I was dealing with long before I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And a lot of times we just kind of consider digestive symptoms as like annoying or inevitable and maybe a little uncomfortable. I I for sure did. But it's important to recognize that these are actually clues to things that are going on with our health, if we can listen. So as I began digging into research, I learned about what is called the three-legged stool of autoimmunity. And this is a concept that shows that all autoimmune conditions, including Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is the by far and away leading cause of hypothyroid symptoms, They consist of three specific legs, and they are, number one, having a genetic predisposition towards autoimmunity, number two, having some exposure that serves as a trigger like stress or trauma or exposure to toxins or even certain medications can can be a trigger, and then number three, having intestinal permeability or leaky gut. And that's what we're going to get into today. In this episode, that's what we're talking about, leaky gut and hypothyroidism. We're going to be chatting through what leaky gut is, how to know if you have leaky gut syndrome, and also how to begin working on healing it. Because when you work on healing your gut, you start to see improvements in many other aspects of health, including hypothyroidism and many of the symptoms that go along with it. Of course, I'll have some suggestions that you can do today to start making some progress in this area. So grab a notebook and a pen, and let's get started with today's episode. Before we jump in, though, I want to encourage you to go and take the gut assessment that I have for you. It's a simple list of symptoms that are connected to intestinal permeability or leaky gut, and it can give you an idea of this is something, if this is something you struggle with. And if you have digestive issues, it's probably like, you know, you struggle with it. But it's also possible to have symptoms of leaky gut that aren't necessarily major red flags with digestive issues. They can still, you can still have uh, some, some things, some symptoms. And so this can help you determine if healing your gut is a good starting point for you on your healing journey, or maybe if it's the next area that needs your attention, if this is something you've been working at for a while. So you can take the gut assessment by heading to bit.ly slash thyroid tools. And if healing your gut is something you've been working on for a while, then this might be a good time to take a look and see where you're at. I, I encourage people to take the assessment and then implement some of the protocols that I'm going to discuss today. And then in a few weeks, go back and take the assessment again to see if things have shifted or changed. Welcome to The Natural Thyroid Fix. I'm Sarah Geisinger, a holistic lifestyle and nutrition coach and former hypothyroid mom who has reversed her thyroid disease using a natural approach to thyroid health. Trust me, I know what it feels like to move through life in a brain fog, needing a nap by mid-afternoon, and constantly be cleaning the hair you've lost out of the shower drain. Do you know what I'm talking about? If you're here, I bet you do. So if you're ready to reject the notion that this tired, hypothyroid life is as good as it gets and start 
implementing simple, natural strategies to live a vibrant, symptom-free life, then this is the podcast for you. Let's dive into today's show. Well, hello. I hope that wherever you are, that you are having a fabulous day. I am eager to talk to you today about gut health, leaky gut specifically. And like I said in the little intro, a lot of times when you were trying to solve health problems, it really does feel like a connect the dots. And I, I personally realized that I was the one with the pen, right? <laughs> like A lot of times I would go to different doctors and I would get another dot, another hint about what was going on with my, my body, a diagnosis of irritable bowel syndrome or fibromyalgia or all these different things or, or, or some sort of thing, or maybe a medication. That's like another dot. And I realized that I was the one with the pen. I was the one who was able to draw the lines between all these different dots, whether it was from a book I read or doctors that I had talked to or a new symptom I was experiencing. If you're, a, if you are the person struggling with hypothyroidism, you're the one with the pen. <laughs> um, and that is something, this, as we talk about leaky gut, this is another, this is a pretty big dot in the picture of what is causing hypothyroid symptoms, what is potentially causing you to be in a flared up autoimmune state. It is, it's a big, a big dot. So things like bloating, stomach pain, irritable bowel syndrome, acid reflux were 100% things that I was experiencing. I actually had, was diagnosed with IBS and put on a medication for IBS before I was ultimately diagnosed with Hashimoto's uh, and hypothyroid symptoms. And at the time, I just figured that this was just going to, this was part of my life. They're like, oh, people have digestive issues. And that's the thing, especially, especially with digestive issues. It's very common for people to have digestive issues, but it's not actually normal. And so that's important. And as I learned more about like a holistic perspective and specifically started digging into autoimmunity when when my thyroid antibodies came back testing high. And then also I learned that all along, I probably had Hashimoto's thyroiditis and was never diagnosed because the vast majority of hypothyroid cases are actually Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease. Once I learned that autoimmune disease is all, um, there's a couple common threads, and one of those is having leaky gut syndrome, then I started paying attention to gut health and how to heal that. And so once I began to discover that connection between what was happening in my gut, my Hashimoto symptoms, my thyroid numbers, and all of that, I really realized, at first I was frustrated, but then I realized that it's an important on-ramp for healing. Like if you can, if you can work on healing your gut, you are going to start healing and seeing shifts in so many underlying health issues that maybe you've just kind of thought were going to be the way life was for you. And so that's exciting. It can, you know, it can be discouraging to be like, great, not only do I have this, but now I also have leaky gut syndrome. However, I like to think of it as anytime I discover something, something going on that doesn't, isn't quite, isn't serving my body well, is maybe a point for improvement in health. It gives me another uh, area that I can adjust, tweak, and see improvement and healing in. And so I hope you can view it that way. But one of the biggest things that I, I loved digging into was, was gut health, because again, you can really start to see some changes pretty quickly. Uh, and one researcher, well, I guess he's, he's a, actually a gastro, gastroenterologist, and he's a researcher who focuses a lot of his research on gluten intolerance, that would be his area of expertise, is a guy named Dr. Alessio Fasano. And so his research is all surrounding autoimmune conditions, and he also has done specifically research on Hashimoto's thyroiditis. 
And I think that this is this really boils it down to consider some of the things that we want to really pay attention to, because his research demonstrates that there's three things that every single person who has an autoimmune disease and like there's lots of autoimmune diseases. So every single person that has an autoimmune disease has these three things. Number one, they have a genetic predisposition. So their genes kind of are queuing things up to towards autoimmune disease. Now, you've heard me say this in other episodes. I say this time and time again. Genetics is not the only reason that you might have an autoimmune disease. Uh, it is a factor, but it's not the reason. Um, I, I have heard it said, and I, I love this this phrase, but genetics loads the gun, but it's our lifestyle and our environmental choices that pull the trigger. And so that's that first leg of this, what he calls, uh, Dr. Fasano calls the three-legged stool, is a genetic predisposition, is a factor in autoimmune disease. Number two is having an exposure to some sort of triggering event. It could be stress. It could be trauma. It could be consistent toxic, toxin exposure, being on a specific medication. A lot of times for a lot of women that I work with, it's childbirth or, horm- or major times of hormonal changes that can cause some, that can be a trigger for autoimmune disease. And then the third leg of the three-legged stool is intestinal permeability a.k.a. leaky gut syndrome. And so that means that every person with autoimmune disease, any autoimmune disease, whether it is rheumatoid arthritis or Crohn's disease or Hashimoto's thyroiditis or any number of the other autoimmune diseases that are out there where the immune system is attacking something else in the body, in every single one of those cases, intestinal permeability is a factor. And so intestinal permeability or leaky gut is something that if you have an autoimmune disease, you've got it. You have leaky gut syndrome. I mean, that's what the research says. And so it, I mean, I always recommend taking a little like uh, symptom inventory and kind of getting a sense of where you're at. But if you've got an autoimmune disease, you can rest assured that you've pretty likely got leaky gut at some level. So, you know, when you think of those three things, those three, that three-legged stool, I think we, you know, we can all agree we don't have any control over our genes. That's, you know, you get what you get in the gene pool. And identifying things like triggering events is something that is, it can take a lot of time and effort. You know, obviously well worth it. It's good to know those things so that you can know where uh, a lot of your issues are coming from. But that's why I love about knowing that leaky gut is something we can really do something about. There's an actionable path forward to start healing. And then once we do that, we really can start to see some resolution in our symptoms that can put the flared up state of an autoimmune disease into into remission, which is what we're after. That's what the the, the promised land of symptom-free living is all about. So I, I understand that it can always feel, it can feel overwhelming to kind of get your health back, especially when you're already feeling crappy because there's a lot of new information, there's lifestyle shifts, there's tweaks to make, um, and changing our habits is probably one of the most challenging things, right? And so I, I think that that is something that is important to give yourself some grace on and recognize that any shifts you're making in the right direction are good, positive shifts that are going to add up to good results. So as we talk today about leaky gut and intestinal permeability, I just want to, one, we're going to talk about what it is, what is leaky gut, in case that's, uh, you know, it's 
probably you've heard of it, but understanding exactly what it is is important, I think. Uh, and then how to assess it a bit and some uh, interventions, some basic interventions you can do to make some shifts in this area. Let's talk about what it is. In terms of functional medicine in general, there is a widely held understanding that all disease begins in the gut and therefore all healing begins in the gut. From a functional perspective, it's really important to work on your gut health. Literally, if you have any health issues going on from a functional perspective, there is a connection back to what's happening in your gut. And so the gut performs a super important role of digesting and absorbing the nutrients we take in. And so if it's not functioning well, we can't even take in nutrients of the good foods that we are eating. It's also responsible for helping the immune system recognize the foreign invaders um, and then kind of sending out the signal to mount an attack. And so that facilitates the control of pathogens that prevents autoimmune reactions. And when it's not working well, that's where autoimmune reactions come from. And so when our health of our gut is compromised, then that means we're going to see an impact in other areas of our health as well. Not everybody dealing with Hashimoto's or leaky gut is going to experience those digestive things that are common, like stomach pains or bloating, IBS symptoms, like I personally did, but there are quite a lot. Um, Most people have some degree of intestinal permeability based on the research and based on what we know, even if you don't necessarily have digestive symptoms, uh, then you can have intestinal permeability. And so that's why I recommend taking the that the gut symptom assessment, which you can find at bit.ly slash thyroid tools, because that'll kind of it has a pretty comprehensive list of things that you might not always identify as problems with your gut, but they can be connected to that. I love that it's so critical that our gut health is so critical that if we can reverse and heal leaky gut, which which we can, like that's very doable, then we can both prevent and even reverse autoimmunity, which again, even though it can be frustrating to find like another foundational issue in our health, it also means that there is the possibility that those things can help us to help us to heal, which is cool. So leaky gut is is a problem with our gut lining. And so Basically, when a human intestine is healthy and functioning as it should, it serves as both a barrier and a filter. The, there's like a layer of cells. They form this mucus barrier that have these little tight junctions that are similar to like thread fibers. And they kind of come together like a piece. I, I like to think of it as like a piece of cloth. And so they're kind of knit together through these tight little junctions and they allow nutrients to be absorbed from the food that passes through the gut. And then they also block the absorption of toxins like partially digested foods from maybe pollen or feces or dead cells or any other bacteria that we don't want getting out of the gut and into the bloodstream where they can cause problems. We don't want those things circulating around in our bodies. However, what happens when those in tight uh, intestinal junctions become damaged and loose is all those things don't just stay within our intestines. And so all of those things I just mentioned can become absorbed into the bloodstream and that can cause the body to recognize them as a foreign invader. The immune system mounts an attack as well it should, but that simple act then causes inflammation in the body because it begins to attack intruders and eventually 
there can be some, the immune system is just on like high alert all the time. So it starts attacking things that it shouldn't. And uh, that is what leads to autoimmunity. And so according to the research from Dr. Fasano, everyone with autoimmune disease has some degree of leaky gut. And so that's a really big, that big, that that's a really big breakthrough in understanding what's happening in an autoimmune condition that is thyroid disease. The autoimmune disease that is uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis is where the leaky gut syndrome is 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 what is causing the immune sy- the immune system to actually have a response. So there are lots of potential factors that can cause intestinal permeability, and the triggers aren't necessarily the same for everyone. So what is a trigger for you might not be a trigger for me. And so figuring out what your personal triggers are is really critical to restoring your own gut. But some of the common ones that are out there as triggers for leaky gut syndrome is adrenal fatigue, Again, you can head on back to a couple of the previous episodes where I've talked about adrenal fatigue, if you want more information on that specifically. But that alone can trigger leaky gut. Alcohol, so consistent alcohol consumption can be a factor. Uh, Eating spicy peppers consistently can cause some leaky gut syndrome. Having uh, dental infections, just having an imbalance with the bacteria in your gut, or having some decreased amount of enzymes in your gut having known food sensitivities, and then continuing to eat those foods that you're sensitive to, getting uh, gut infections, eating gluten, that is also something that can be problematic, having consistent use for NSAIDs, uh, like over-the-counter anti-inflammatory medications, having some nutrition deficiencies, experiencing psychological stress, having uh, frequent sinus infections, Engaging in strenuous exercise, Um, leaky gut syndrome is actually, there's some research that shows that elite athletes have uh, more of a tendency towards leaky gut syndrome than non-elite athletes. Interesting. Uh, Experiencing consistent chronic stress, having a surgery or major kind of trauma, and having a consistent exposure to toxins, whether it be consistent over time or having like one mega exposure to toxins can cause damage to your intestinal lining. And so that's a lot of things, right? And when you look down that list, you might check off quite a few things that you can already say you have experienced uh, and might be a contributing factor. So how do, what do we do about it? If we determine, maybe you take that gut assessment or you just listen to that list and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds like maybe something I should consider. If you determine that leaky gut syndrome is something that you may be dealing with, what do you do next? With that long list of triggers, um, it can really seem kind of daunting. But those most common triggers that actually cause leaky gut are the ones that we probably all have all experienced the most. And those are stress, food sensitivities, having nutrition deficiencies, and um, not having enough enzymes in our body. Those things are sort of the most common in conjunction with having an imbalance in your gut bacteria, that you've got more bad gut bacteria than you do good gut bacteria. So in my own experience of healing my own gut and putting my own Hashimoto's thyroiditis into into remission, and then also helping other people do the same, I've learned a lot about what it takes to help heal leaky gut. And so that that gut assessment is is a critical first step. And then I have some suggestions for you that you can do to start healing your gut in 
really a very simple, straightforward way that is hopefully not overwhelming. Bottom line is there are four steps into helping your gut to heal. And those are, number one, removing foods that are causing you problems, foods that are causing you reactions. And this is something that's noteworthy that, you know, a lot of times people experience, you know, some discomfort with certain foods. They either feel really sleepy or maybe they get a rash or they get bloated. And those are, those are your, your body telling you, hey, this food that you ate, it might not be working for you. So removing those reactive foods is an important first step. Second is adding in enzymes. They are very supportive of the digestive process. They're very supportive of healing and all the healing processes in our body. And our body loses about half of its enzymes by the time we are the age of 30 and continues to lose enzymes, which is why a lot of times you can, uh, especially with food, you can, you can make it like, oh, I used to be able to eat pizza when I was younger. I used to be able to eat ice cream when I was younger. And then now all of a sudden you're not. Well, it is likely because your body has lost uh, a significant number of enzymes. And so if we can replace them, we can really see a difference there. The next thing is balancing out your gut flora and then nourishing your gut. That's the last one. And so we're going to talk in a little bit more detail, a a little bit more detail about that. And again, I want to point you to the gut health assessment to better determine where you're at as far as having leaky gut uh, goes. So the assessment is uh, adapted from functional medicine doctor, Dr. Mark Hyman, and this helps you to determine your risk of having leaky gut or developing it. And so basically, if you head to bit.ly slash thyroid tools, you'll go through a list of symptoms, you'll mark those down. And if you mark fewer than two symptoms on the list, your risk for leaky gut is really pretty low. And if you mark two symptoms or so, then you have kind of a middle of the road risk for having leaky gut. And then if you mark three or more, there's a pretty high likelihood that you've got leaky gut syndrome going on. So you can get that assessment at bit.ly slash thyroid dash tools. And again, I just encourage you, if it come, if it, if you take that little assessment and you determine that you've got a lot of leaky gut uh, syndrome symptoms, don't be discouraged. This is really powerful feedback coming from your body telling you something's not working. And when our body communicates that to us, that means there are things that we can do to help our body to work better. And that really is important, an important part of the healing process. So getting that feedback correct from your body is important. Okay, so I want to backtrack there to the, the, the couple, the key steps into helping your body to heal. So some of these things you might be able to start today, right, and start making some shifts in this area. And that's something that I always like to offer up is some places that you can start simple and quickly and uh, start moving the needle in, in this area of healing leaky gut. So the first step is to remove reactive foods. And these food sensitivity things are the most common. Well, one of the most common triggers of leaky gut. And in some cases, just a single food in and of itself consistently introduced to the gut over time can cause intestinal permeability. And that's the case with gluten. And so gluten is something that is really hard for most people to digest, especially the way we eat modern gluten and the type of modern gluten that, or modern wheat that's available. Dr. Fasano, again, he's the hero of, of uh, the hero doctor in this in this episode. He estimates that up to twenty percent of people with autoimmune conditions that their trigger for that autoimmune condition is gluten exposure, and so simply removing gluten can reverse autoimmunity. I mean, 
that's worth a try, right? Reversing autoimmune disease just by removing and making a shift in one area. Granted, it's a big area. Removing gluten and moving towards gluten-free is, uh, it's a big shift. But if that could reverse your autoimmune symptoms, worth it, in my opinion. Anyway, um, the best way for you to determine what your personal food sensitivities are is, is to do what's called an elimination diet. And this is going to be different for you than it is for me. The things that are problematic for me are going to be different for you. And that's just because we are all bio-individual. We are unique, unique little snowflakes. And so the best way to do that is to is to do an elimination diet. And so this is something that I have an entire module of my new course that I just released, Supporting Your Thyroid Naturally, actually, actually walks you through. One module walks you through food and how to do an elimination diet and what foods to eat and what foods to avoid and tons of recipes uh, and meal plans to help make it a little bit easier to figure out what foods are working for you and what foods aren't. Additionally, there's a whole module focused specifically on gut healing. So you can find out more about my course or you can get access to it by heading to bit.ly slash S-Y-T-N course. bit.ly slash S-Y-T-N course. The link is also in the show notes, so you can grab that. But if the elimination diet, if healing your gut feels super overwhelming to you, then that might be a great place to start where there's some really powerful resources for you to be able to move the needle in that area. Okay, so you want to limit reactive foods. Bottom line is there are things, the things you need to exclude include caffeine, dairy, eggs, grain, um, legumes, nightshades, nuts, seaweeds, um, seeds, and sugar. And that is, those. that's on the exclusion list. And so I know that seems kind of long and restrictive, but this is just for a short time while you figure out what's working for you. Foods you're going to want to focus your diet on while you're trying to figure out what's working for you is fruit, meat, olive oil, shellfish, vegetables, those sorts of things that you can, that can really nourish your body. And so you'll have plenty to eat again I have a lot of resources available within my course, and so you can check that out if you need extra support in that area. But you want you want to remember this is temporary and necessary to identify foods that are contributing to your symptoms so you can avoid them and replace them as needed. Some people like to do food sensitivity testing. It's not necessary, but it can be enlightening. So I have some links to some food sensitivity tests that I recommend down in the show notes. But Quite honestly, the gold standard for figuring out what foods work for you is doing an elimination diet and removing them for a couple of weeks and then kind of testing and adding them back in. Uh, so that is something you're definitely going to want to do. The second thing that you're going to want to do to help start healing your gut is add in enzymes. So there are quite a few studies out there that have found that people who have Hashimoto's or hypothyroid symptoms often have a deficiency in hydrochloric acid and digestive enzymes. And what that means is there's oftentimes low levels of stomach acid. And when you have low levels of stomach acid, your body has to go through like gargantuan efforts to digest your food. And it also is not able to absorb the nutrients uh, very effectively. And so that can make you feel extra tired, especially after you eat and you don't have all those good raw materials that your body needs to heal and to function. And that can result in nutrient deficiencies. And that makes you feel even more tired. You already are tired. 
because you've got hypothyroid symptoms. <laughs> so it's a vicious cycle. But this can be, the cycle can be broken by adding in and supplementing with the right enzymes. And that can help the body in breaking down the food, breaking down the difficult proteins, and allowing your body to just absorb the nutrients and not have to work so hard. So there's a couple things that I recommend in terms of supplementing with enzymes. Um, one, I recommend adding in an enzyme that has kind of a broad range of enzymes. I love doTERRA's Terrazyme. It's my favorite. That's one I've been using for years and I've had great results. Uh, and that is something that I highly recommend taking a therapeutic dose of, which is taking it in the very, very more in very early morning right when you wake up on an empty stomach and then also at bedtime right before you go to bed. So it should be like empty-ish stomach uh, and then taking it each time you eat a meal during the day. So three meals during the day, taking a digestive enzyme and then bookending your day with uh, with a digestive enzyme. So that is for doTERRA's Terrazyme, which I love. It's very effective and really powerful, especially for people dealing with hypothyroidism. Another thing that I recommend for people who are struggling, especially with low stomach acid, is adding in something called bentane with pepsin. And so basically these are naturally occurring components that occur in our, our ga they're gastric juices that they break down protein bonds in our food, and then we can actually absorb them more effectively. They're really important, and so we can supplement with them when we don't have uh, the ability, or maybe our body's just not producing them enough. So that's called bentane with pepsin is another thing that you can add, add in as well. Basically what happens when you start adding in these things that help your body break these things down, there are, is some research that shows that patients who were on levothyroxine or other synthetic thyroid hormone replacements, they were given enzymes for three to six months. And though simply by adding in enzymes and not changing anything else, those patients reported a reduction of thyroid symptoms. Thyroid ultrasounds showed normalization. So they saw the thyroid tissue normalizing just as a result of that. There was a reduced number of inflammatory cells in the thyroid and a significant de decrease in thyroid antibodies. Most of the patients were able to reduce their dosage of the synthetic thyroid hormone after just taking enzymes. And a lot of them were able to get off their medications completely because their thyroid started functioning normally just by adding enzymes. Hello, low-hanging fruit. So you can head to bit.ly slash thyroid dash tools. And in there's, there's a shop there that you can pick up some digestive enzymes, start taking them, start seeing some shifts. It's pretty awesome. That's even a bonus beside outside of the, the goodness they're going to do for your gut health, right? It's pretty awesome. So add in digestive enzymes, especially if you're over the age of 30. That's the, the point at which we start. This, those, the body just doesn't have the ability to produce as many enzymes as it once did. Okay, step three is balancing out the gut flora. So you want to make sure that we have a good balance of good bacteria versus bad bacteria. And you can do that in a couple ways. If you're in a real state of, of leaky gut syndrome being at kind of a high for you, then you for sure want to be taking a therapeutic dose of probiotics. And so you want to make sure you do that in a probiotic that has enough probiotics that are live and they're able, they're protected in such a way that they can actually get to your intestines which is important. But then also with food, adding in fermented foods is really important. So fermented foods like sauerkraut, kimchi, kefir, yogurt, uh, if you can tolerate dairy, 
but fermented vegetables, like, I don't know, we make some that are like, they're called dilly beans. They're fermented green beans, <laughs> uh, the green bean pickle type things, but fermented pickles, not just like vinegar pickles. Again, in my course, I'm the food section. I have a ton of resources for fermented foods that you can do easily on your own, but you can also find things available in your local health food stores if you look around. Okay, you're going to want to add fermented foods in because that adds in good probiotics, which you need. The last thing I want to mention is nourishing the gut. A lot of times when we are focused on healing, we focus on restricting. And it's important to restrict. Removing foods that are problematic, removing anything in our life that's problematic is important. It's an important piece to healing, right? But sometimes we forget that we can't just restrict our way to health. We have to uh, not only restrict, but we have to nourish. We have to nourish our body. We have to nourish our body with good enzymes. We have to nourish our, our gut with good probiotics. We need to nourish our body with food that's going to help build back and patch up the holes that are in our gut. And so those can, that can be done with both food and with supplements. So some supplements that I highly recommend is making sure that you are taking a good, high-quality omega-3 fatty acid supplement, um, taking, make sure you're, you're getting bone broth into your body, high-quality bone broth, make sure that you are supplementing with vitamin D, and that you are um, taking other things that can help to build back your gut. Things like L-glutamine and zinc are really critical nutrients to getting them into your body. Again, I dive into supplements and supplement protocols really deeply in my course. But if you could do, if nothing else, if you could make sure you're taking a high quality omega and that you're getting bone broth in your body uh, and getting out in the sun, getting some vitamin D, that would be, you'd start to notice some changes there. And that is really helpful in rebuilding that intestinal wall, which is what we need to do. Rebuild the intestinal wall. So again, a lot of uh, things that you can put some energy and effort into. If you are experiencing leaky gut, if you have some of those digestive symptoms, and even if you don't, and you're ready to address your gut health, these are the things where you want to focus your effort. There is potential to see great shifts in your health by getting your gut in order, (laughs) your gut house in order. And I know it can be overwhelming to make any kind of shifts. And that is why in my course, I really walk you through the basics and try and make it as simple as possible. But I hope that if nothing else, this is a starting point for you to start making some simple shifts here to start seeing some improvement. Okay, so there we have it. Um, I would encourage you to take the gut health assessment that you can find at bit.ly slash thyroid tools or in the link in the show notes. And if the if my course supporting your thyroid naturally sounds like something that would be a good fit for you to get more support in healing your gut and getting food in the food that's working for you online and addressing other aspects of your thyroid health, then you want to go to bit.ly slash S-Y-T-N course, supporting your thyroid naturally. Uh, And you can get started with some clear, concise, actionable steps that put you on a path towards healing. If you have questions, again, my contact information is in the show notes. I'd be happy to hear from you. I hope that you're able to start moving towards healing and apply some of these things, making those small, simple shifts towards feeling healthy and good. Because again, I believe when you do it that way, when you focus on doable lifestyle shifts that you can do for the long haul, living a symptom-free life is totally possible. And I want that for you. 
Real quick before you go, if this show has helped you in some way, then I know that it'll help others too. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, and then leave a review so that more women can find health and healing too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women who deal with thyroid issues in your circle? Yep, that's right. All you have to do is take a screenshot of this podcast, tag me at natural.thyroid.fix and post it in your stories. Let's light a path for all the other hypothyroid mamas looking for hope and healing and to just feel like themselves again. I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on The Natural Thyroid Fix.